Coming in hot with another episode of Camp Content. Welcome to the show today. We are excited to welcome Simone Moreau to the show. Uh, she is a marketing expert in all things content creation, so we're super pumped to have her on the show today. Um, she's a professor of marketing, a marketing coach, a consultant specializing in customer-centric perceptions and digital marketing strategy. She has over 15 years of experience, and she teaches at uh, Fanshawe College. I probably just said that wrong. Uh, Western and Western University, while also leading workshops for entrepreneurs. Uh, additionally, Simone chairs the London chapter of Women in Communication and Technology, advocating for women's personal and career development, which I'm all about. Yeah, so whether you're a student eager to learn the ins and outs of marketing and entrepreneurs seeking guidance or an advocate for women's advancement, Simone's expertise and passion for her work make her a trusted resource and an inspiring force in the field of marketing. So welcome, Simone. Ah, thank you. Thank you both. That's lovely. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Well, I've been excited for this conversation since we chatted whenever that was, I don't know, a month ago or so. Yeah. Um, because you are all things marketing and content, and uh, this is a crazy time to be alive in the marketing world. So True. That's true. Lots happening. Lots of change. And I, I, I would be completely remiss if I didn't not if I didn't mention your extremely awesome headpiece there. That is a top. That's a pro microphone you're using. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. No, it's what I do with my coaching stuff. So yeah, there we go. Got it. I, I figure it's better for the audio. It's better for people to hear. Good, right? <laughs> It's, it's like super... one of the fancy ones you see on the keynote speakers on stage. Yeah. I love it. Exactly. Thank you both. You could be or... <laughs> exactly. But no, that's a really nice mic. You know, these are the things when you own an audio company, these are the things yeah. that you notice, right? Like good microphones, but you're the first one to come on the show with that. I, what is, I can't remember the name of that microphone, but that is a really good microphone. Oh, good. good. Yes. You killed it. Nailed it. The show's over. That's all we need to talk about. Go buy a microphone. Well, People will be good. like some other. Exactly. Not a Yeti. Exactly. <laughs> Don't buy it yet. Exactly. Well, welcome to the show today. Uh, you know, with your, your amazing audio, we're really happy to have you. So I want to kind of chat with you about, you know, how are you seeing marketing and content marketing change right now? We're in a weird time, right? It's like banks are collapsing, VC funds are drying up. Other ones are being re-released. It's really, it's a weird time out there. A lot of agencies, a lot of people are laying people off. So how are you kind of navigating that in this changing world with your, with your clients? Yeah. Oh, so interesting. You know, I do think that we are in this really interesting flux as it relates to technology, what's happening in the space, especially with um, AI, everything is kind of advancing a little bit oh. differently. And I think there is a bit, sometimes there's this a bit of a fear around like, what's the role of technology? How does it fit into my job? And what does that look like? And I think um, with marketing, this the discipline of marketing, it's always ever shifting, ever changing, it never stands still. So I think if you are a marketer or you're in this profession, you have to like change. You have to be able to adapt and innovate pretty quickly. And so that's something, so there's two things there. One is I think there's a mindset that one needs to approach business with and especially marketing with as it relates to that innovation mindset, that creative um, marketing mindset where you need to iterate you're always iterating, you're shifting, you're changing. And based on those tweaks and understanding your customer first, you're always going to be shifting it. And that ever evolving change is something that's really important. And then there's also this component of technology. How do we fit technology into what we do and what does that look like? So 
for instance, like chat GTP, right? That's on everyone's mind. It's everywhere. It's in education. It's in marketing. It's in sales. And it's not that it's new because it's always been there. It's just that chat GTP has done a great job of marketing itself. And now it's really created a great position for itself in the market. So when we think about AI, how do we use that to complement what we do? I don't see it replacing you know, that, that thought process, you as the business owner owning and understanding your customer and owning, understanding your product and making those connections, but it's there as like a foundational support system that can help you do your job and, and really be a layer in that process. So as it advances, do you see it helping more so, or kind of becoming an issue? all the AI I stuff. Cause like I said, I use chat GPT for everything. I use it to write these intros. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah absolutely. I think, correct. I think it's supporting. I think it can be a supporting system. I really do. And everyone that I talk to like in industry too, they say, you know, the truth is we have to embrace it. It's just like, you know, there's this thing called mm -hmm. the internet. And when Google came on with a search queue, you know, it really rocked everything as well because there, people were like, Oh, what do you mean? Especially in academia, right? You know, where people are like, wait a second, we don't go all go to the books there. You can now find things online. It's still that same idea. And I think if we embrace it and use it as a foundation, what chat GDP will never replace is critical thinking. Right. It's never going to replace critical thinking. You as the owner of your business still need to do your due diligence and understanding mm -hmm. the proper resources, ensuring that the information is still correct. We can't take what it gives us as face value, right? Because it scours the internet for all this information and there's so much fake news. There's so much information out there. We still have to do our due diligence in terms of critical thinking to understand and vet the resources that are there to ensure it's still correct. Right. I'll give you an example. Um, there was uh, there was a somebody who came who was going to be doing a presentation and they had created a bio using chat GDP, right? And we're about to go up on stage and I was with this person, it wasn't my bio, it was somebody else's, and they kind of said, Okay, I got your bio, this is what we wrote, and the person looked at it and said, This has nothing to do with me. This this, this isn't what I did because they didn't check their sources. They didn't actually validate it. They didn't do it. And so it's so easy to think that we have this like great thing that's going to save us time, but we still have to do our due diligence in terms of really making sure we, we check our facts and we are the ones that have the critical thinking. We still own our business at the end of the day. We still own the content that we put out regardless of how we get it. Well, and that's like a whole really interesting conversation, right? Because they're saying that content made with ChatGBT, you can't actually own it. You don't have any like intellectual property rights mm -hmm. to it. And so people yeah. that are leaning too much on ChatGBT Chat to like write a podcast script or something like that. Now, technically, you don't own your own content. So it gets really it gets a little slippery there, right? So you have to, you know, it's like you said, it's a tool and it can be used. Like I use the dishwasher, but I still have to put the cups in the dishwasher. Like it doesn't yeah. just magically grab them from my kitchen counters and put them in and wash it. And so uh, I have a friend, Liz Rudner. She's an amazing designer. I have to quote her twice because she she said, chat GBT will make you sound like a wizard. And it's like so accurate because it's like all these over the top descriptive words, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, and it yes. will lie. It will lie, you know, it's it like, oh, they're in, and you know, and you know, it's just ridiculous. And she, she kind of did a fake one for a friend and he was like, you're kidding, right? Like I'm not this anywhere <laughs> on the internet. But you know, you bring up a really good point because it does, it will make you sound really great if that's what, if, if you want to sound like with all these big words, but it's not right. actually how we speak. No. Right. 
And I always think, I think, you know, really great copy and content resonates on a personal level because we're able to understand the other person that we're speaking to. And exactly. we're talking and communicating in a way that resonates with them. Like AI is just a computer. It is an algorithm. It is a way to gather a bunch of information to support us, but we still have to bring it to life. We still have to make sure. it ourselves, like make it ourselves, bring it to life. And um, just as a professor, I read a lot of stuff. I get my, my get my students to write copy all the time and try to change it based on, you know, writing web copy versus writing email versus writing a post. And I always sort of laugh a little bit because, you know, what happens is that, the, you know, ChatGTP is like perfect, like grammatically perfect. And it always is. If you notice, it comes in like those perfect blocks of paragraphs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but who, who speaks like that? No one who, well, and right. So like, how do we yeah. make that still our own? Right. Well, and you know, to quote Liz again, she also, she posted on LinkedIn, like this graphic that said, don't worry, designers chat GBT or AI won't replace us because the customers or the client still needs to know what they want. <laughs> I was mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, that's Liz so is spicy, <laughs> but I love it. I'm like, it's so accurate because you have it's to know so what you good. want to put in the prompts to get the result you want. And as you know, most clients have no idea what they want because that's why they hire us though, right? Like that's the that whole is, point, you know? You're so uh, right. I, your friend Liz is a, is brilliant because I love <laughs> that quote. I'll and introduce so you true, via email right? for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She's brilliant. Yeah. Like, I, because it's so true because one minute they're like, oh, I want this. And then if they're unsure, and I think that does go back to being like the owner of your business. At the end of the day, it is still your business. You have to understand your customer. You have to understand their pain points. You understand the service. And because if you don't know that, no matter if you put it in chat GDP or you're doing it yourself, your message will fail um, when you don't know your client and you don't know what, what they need, right? Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah, it, especially after the new Black Mirror season came out and the one episode is all about <laughs> AI and it's just so terrifying but <laughs> is it oh i don't watch that show now now i'm gonna have oh, to watch great. it oh you gotta watch it oh uh, uh, it's so okay. good um so my kind of question is is obviously you've been at fanshawe for a while and then you took on a second position at western and then a year after that you're like you know what i only have two jobs let me start my own marketing <laughs> consultant agency so kind of take us through the thought process of that was that kind of more so because obviously working at those two universities um, there's a lot going on was starting your own kind of wanting to get a more one-on-one -on -one, hands-on approach with everything. Yeah. Oh, it's such a good question. Um, yes. So yeah, I love how you put that. It made it sound like, why not add a third one in? Let's, yeah, let's just do that. Like, let's just add that into the mix. Um, no big deal. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? I think what I do love, um, when you're teaching, it's so fabulous because you're right in it. You're teaching your students. But there was mm -hmm. this idea. I really wanted to get into coaching because I love making such an impact, like profound impact in someone's life. And so the idea with coaching is that it's 50 percent strategy. So we still bring the strategy to the table and it's also 50% mindset. And so what I see with a lot of solopreneurs is they totally completely burn themselves out because they see the million dollar coach or the million dollar business owner doing all the things with the team behind them. And they're like, Oh, I'm just trying to catch up. I'm trying to do this. Um, and a lot of times I see people taking on way too much, doing too much and overwhelming themselves in the process. And what I wanted to do was help streamline for solopreneurs or consultants or coaches who are just kind of coming out or scaling their business in a way that allowed them to build the business that they wanted in a simplified version without the burnout and the hustle and that a lot of that comes from your mindset 
So that makes a huge difference. And so that one-on-one with somebody helping them develop the strategy and the skills, but then also developing their personal growth in terms of unlocking limiting beliefs um, and allowing them to get rid of the confusion and sort of step into this new version of themselves so they can show up in their business like they want that when you put Mm -hmm. all that together that's like the magic sauce and that's where everything comes together and i just absolutely love seeing people step into their power and that's really why i do also do that I think that's super important because I think a lot of times we we lean too much on this whole, like you are enough idea and like mindset only and visualization and, and, and that's cool. Right. But if you don't have a plan, you can think you're great all the way to the moon and back. And that's not going to get anything done. You got to have a strategy, you know, you need to know what the goalpost looks like. So, you know, you're kicking the ball in the right direction. Mm -hmm. You might be heading towards your competitors go line instead of your own if you don't have a real clear you know game plan and so i love that it's strategy and mindset because a lot of the like women's events i go to it's like just leaning on the mindset and you are enough you are enough and it's like okay well how do i structure a deal how do i get finance how do i close 10 million in business like let my therapist do the heavy lifting like let Mm -hmm. let's get a strategy and then we can focus on the mindset shift on how to complete that strategy and actually execute on it but like if you don't have a game plan, you can't get anything done. And then I think that just builds back into the, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I tried and I yeah. failed. No, you, you yeah. didn't. You didn't have a plan. You got to have a plan. Otherwise, you don't mm-hmm. know if you hit it or not. And you'll never hit it, right? So I think oh, that's really so important. True. Yeah, I, I'm with that's, you. And that's what I find. I find people get into that that spot, that like mix around where they where they do exactly that. They they, they what what I often say to my my clients is like it's not a you problem, it's a business problem, right. usually. Right. And like if we take that out and we look, focus on the business problem first, and we take out some of the other stuff, right? And we just look at the numbers, we look at the plan, we look at what's working, what's not working, and we assess from that lens based on putting the customer first, then we're able to make really strong decisions to move your business forward. What tends to happen though, is we do this and I'm guilty too, right? I'm just like human here, all the things, but it's easy to sometimes when we do or do not do something, we're like, oh man, I didn't do that right. Oh, I'm not doing this very well. Or like, yeah, it's it's about me. Oh, I failed. Like to your point, I failed. I can't do this. Like I'm not able to be, to do this. That's when the mindset comes in where we're like, okay, like let's work on that, but also see the data for the data and let's move that forward. So I'm totally with you. Exactly. I love that because, you know, uh, I have another friend, Marianne Lombardi, who I'll quote, and she says, it's not failure and success, it's test and retest. And I thought, what a great, what a great way to spin that because yeah. it's not a failure. You're just it. testing something. Yeah. It didn't work. Try do it, test it a different way. Like that's, it's, it's, it don't have to personalize it. You know, it's just that thing didn't work. That math number didn't compute. Try some other mm-hmm. numbers, you know? Yeah. And that's what makes marketing so great. I always find that to be the thing is that um, that is truly, when you think about the best marketing, that's the iteration that they had to do all throughout to get to the gold, right? They tested, retested, tested, retested, tested, retested. And then they finally are like, oh, I got the right, I got the exact right segment. I got the exact right copy. I got the exact right everything. And they figured it out. And it's based on that, that they were able to create really great revenue, but we have to go through that iteration process. And it's sort of funny how we've, how we, we don't, we don't embrace that sort of learning process, right? We, we think that it means something about us or that we're not doing it right instead of it's just part of the journey. 
It's something you don't know, right? Like I'm no Julia Childs. I can't make a flambe, you know what I'm saying? But give me a recipe book, I'll figure it out, right? But it doesn't mean I'm any less than, it's just not not in my skill set. So how do you handle, because, you know, right now I think there's this huge misconception and you kind of touched on it a little bit about like doing all this and having all these funnels and doing webinars and all these people with teams. And I just think it's all a trap. I hate this whole funnel shite, honestly. It's like, it, it's too much pressure for people. And to have a funnel, it implies you have a large amount of traffic that you're funneling into a smaller amount of traffic. And to have a large amount of traffic, you need to spend money on ads. And like, that's, that's, that's not necessarily it, right? And I think it's very overwhelming for people. And I need to be on this platform and that platform. But then they don't even have a CTA. They don't even have a landing yeah. page. They're so focused on the visibility, but they're not focused on the, like, well, who do I actually want to work with? And, and am I going to get clients mm -hmm. from there? So how do you deal with that with your clients who come in and go, I'm I have a Facebook yeah. group, which is, that's my biggest pet peeve. I'm like, please stop creating Facebook groups, like, for the love of God. <laughs> and stop calling call them a Facebook group, not a community, because it's a disservice to actual communities. There are some great Facebook communities, but there's a lot of them that are just like a sales push, right? So how do you how do you deal with your clients who are like, I told somebody told me to do this and somebody told me to do that and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm saying like, how do you wrangle all that? Yeah, so I tend to first I it, it happens all the time, right? They're like, okay, let's bring it all in. But the very first thing I think is really getting really getting clear on um, making it simple because I do believe marketing needs to be simple to be sustainable, and I that is a very hard mental process because I agree with you. People think that more is better. I believe that's like embedded into the culture, like right, more is better. More of anything seems to be better. More material things, more wealth, more doing, right? more whatever that might look like and so we try to get I really try to strip back the fluff and I believe that it becomes a lot more simple when you are really clear on the the person that you serve so I do believe in customer centric marketing first so we put the customer in the middle right and you really know who is your small viable um, market that you serve right and then you create one offer and then you when you really understand those that person you know exactly what platforms they're hanging out and that's where you need to be so instead of being like oh TikTok is the best thing and YouTube and this and uh, yeah sure we can make a case for all of them but if your people are not hanging out there then it, you're just wasting time so we really strip it back to making sure that we pick at least two to three really big platforms on where you can go to actually create those online connections and then get really specific in your message and then the plan to go after because it really comes down to how do you connect with your audience and get in front of them because you don't need a big audience to market, right? You just need your small viable offer. And a lot of times what I find is when people are in the more, they forget about everybody who's in front of them, but you just need to market to who's right in front of you. And if you do that and you're actually marketing and selling and truly making genuine connections, then you're going to find that you do not need a lot of people. You just need to serve those who are in front of you first. And you're going to see probably bigger revenue, right? That's, that's the idea of customer lifetime value too, right? The idea of serving exactly who's in front of yeah. you so that they are not only one-time clients, but repeat clients over and over again. Amen, yep. sister. Let me yeah. tell you, because <laughs> well, I, I think it could be very misleading. Like, who are you talking to? And like, you're falling for these traps and like these like one line LinkedIn posts that are like 17 separate line breaks. It's like, I, it's like people emulate, you know, what they see, but they don't, they're not looking at the data to see if those 
1200 comment LinkedIn posts actually generate a discovery call or not, right? Like yeah. they just see yeah. it working. And so they do the same thing. And, you know, even me, I was reminded of this recently because I've been more consistent with the newsletter and I'm old, right? I'm 47. So I'm like a newsletter. Needs oh, you're to have not old. A, a, I'm old enough to be somebody's <laughs> sister. Um, but you know, I think newsletter and I think it has to have a recipe in it and a, and a, a picture and a personal moment. And it's like, no, man, that's, that's the nineties. That's like a whole different era, right? Like that's not what it needs to be. And so I've just been trying to a couple paragraphs, something helpful, uh, and, and keep it moving. And yeah, people are telling me all the time, Oh, I read your newsletter. I had a client quote me. She quoted my own newsletter to me back in an email saying, I love your newsletter full of value. And this line really got me. And it's just a good reminder that awesome. like, yeah, right. Like the internet's not reading my newsletter. My clients are, and the people who might <laughs> become my clients, not this like, yeah, here, he, here, he world. No, it's a very small group of people. Yeah. who are reading it. And that's who I should be thinking about when I'm talking to them and when I'm crafting that information to make sure that I'm, that I make sense. Right. Yeah. I love that. And I also just think like, to me, like if you distill marketing down into like its simplest, one of its simplest forms, in my opinion, is like marketing is just having a conversation with somebody. Right. That's, we're just like, hey, we're introducing ourselves. We're just starting up a nice conversation with somebody, right? And it needs mm -hmm. to be memorable, memorable to be meaningful, right? Like it needs to be meaningful and memorable. And I think that's huge. And I, I find like to your point, sometimes we forget who we're talking to. And when we're having that conversation with somebody, we forget who we're talking to them about and why we're continuing that conversation. That's when it falls flat. So I do love that you even bring up that example because that's everything, right? they're having a conversation back with you and now you're seeing like it's that ongoing dialogue um so i yeah. often find that a lot of times what happens is well, a lot of my clients they they start doing marketing and they're like they're just pushing information back they're not also asking to receive it and it doesn't become a dialogue and that's what we're really doing so kind of building all of that if you go to your website which we'll have in the show notes below um you can put your name and email in to get the five copy secrets that actually work to attract paying clients. I wonder if we can get a little teaser and get one of these secrets. Oh, sure. Yeah. I love that. Yes. Okay. So we, don't, don't say all five because then they won't sign up, but if yeah. we can get a teaser here and get them <laughs> to get going over there, then we're good. Um, sure. One of them is so simple. It sounds so silly, but it's so simple. Um, it is empowering language. I know that you're, writers in the room, you write copy, you're marketers, but like that idea of so often, you know, when you're reading somebody's copy, they, they kind of take a, pos a passive stance to the way that they write instead of being mm -hmm. empowering and empowering your client to empower them to make decisions, to show that they're the ones in the driver's seat, to show their future vision for themselves. And so often I find people are like, I, make sure you or think about this or maybe you know and instead how do you empower them with more bold statements with really mm -hmm. how we, holding that space for your clients to step into their future ver vision and version of themselves that they want to be in right they you're having a conversation with them you're t letting them know it's possible that they can go out and start this business and start this new life they know it's possible that they can leave their you know job and live in this beautiful tropical location you know and right they want to know 
that they can solve and repair the marriage, their marriage. They want to know that they can have a better relationship with their teens. They want to know what's possible. So when we're not being empowering in the way that we communicate with our clients in our own marketing, then our clients don't see it in themselves. And so therefore they don't take the action. So that's one of the, that's one of the tips um, in terms of just really having people audit their copy in a way that allows them right. to do that. Yeah, that's, that's a really big one. I just, um, I'm a big fan of Donald Miller's story brand and I just read yeah. his, uh, how to grow a small business book that just came out like a couple weeks ago. I don't know. Recently, I just listened to that like a weekend or two ago and just kind of reminding people that like your customer's the hero of the story and not you. And that yeah. like, you're just a guide. You're not, you're not the main character of the story. And you know, even us, like our homepage said, we're a digital content agency. It's like, well, no, that's not, that's, that's okay. That's just about us. Right. So like I changed recently, like, I, yeah. okay, who cares what we are? Like what you need to know is that if you work with us, you're going to generate more revenue and you're not going to pay for leads anymore. And you're going to create mm -hmm. strategic relationships that are going to like impact your business for years yeah. to come. That's what yeah. I want people to know about Hardcast. Yeah. We are a digital content agency, right? Yeah. Like, what is the transformation? What is the journey that the hero, AKA the customer is going on? I am not the, I am not the hero. I'm the guide. I'm the quiet, weird guide in the corner. You know what I mean? Just helping you yeah. make better decisions, but I'm not the hero. And I think oh, I that we lose touch of that a lot, right? Like as businesses yeah. and, and their marketing and their language. And I mean, even these LinkedIn posts, I mean, they just bother the heck out of me. I'm not going to lie. Cause I feel like it just feels so self-important and they're so long. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, are you paying me to read this? Because this feels like a job, you know? And it's always <laughs> about them. Right. You ever mm -hmm. notice that all those yes. long LinkedIn yep. posts? Oh, I never it's knew true. this would happen to me until yeah. space, space, space. I never knew this or I didn't realize it's always me, 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 me. Yeah. Right. And there's, there's no, like, who are you talking to exactly? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. who, who is this for? Uh, it's so, so yeah, true. I I love that because I, I call that also I call that like my spot the spotlight spotlight method where like like you think you're like in an auditorium and there's a spotlight like is the spotlight on you or is it on your client and it's just it's the same idea like how are you putting the spotlight back on your client how are you writing to them in terms of those outcomes or those benefits and like what is it that they truly desire right so important and it's Indeed. so easy to fall off. Hmm. Indeed, yeah, Heck it's yeah. um. It's a good lesson to learn. Yeah. If anybody's looking, you know, the, um, how to grow a business or a small business by Donald Miller that just came out, he actually recaps the story brand, like brand. seven cool. steps, uh, in that. And he says he might even summarize that book better in that chapter than he, when he wrote it, because it's been so many years. So if anybody's <laughs> yeah. interested in that, that's cool. a great book to check out because it's uh, short and sweet and very informative for sure. Love that. Love that. I did read the story brand. They have some really good analogies and good guides on it. Very good. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good reminder. You know, it's a good reminder because it's easy to lose touch. Even somebody that does it for a living, it's easy to yeah. lose touch on those things. So, um, well, Saman, uh, you have been fun. So your old boss was right on that one. You nailed it. Uh, before we say goodbye and log out, though, where can people find you? What is the best place for them to connect with you and work with you and gain all of your knowledge? Oh, awesome. Yeah, please connect with me online on Instagram at Samemoreau Coaching, or you can go to my website, samemoreau.com and connect with me um, on all things marketing, tips, tricks, and just really general strategy and mindset to move you forward in your business.
Amazing. the other four tips. Amazing. The other four tips. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. The other four tips. Thank you. <laughs> I love it, Matt. You're the best. Well, Simone, thank you so much for being on the show today. And, uh, you know, thank you all for tuning in to Camp Content. We hope this was uh, informative and valuable. I think it was. Simone is a great guest with a lot of information. And if you're looking for that one-on-one -on -one coaching, you should hit her up. Uh, if she's your kind of people, then hit her up. Don't waste any time and hit that link and get connected right away. And until next time, be excellent to each other. And we'll see you in a few days. Produced by HeartCast Media. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.